The following program comes to you from the M&L Studios. Happy 4th of July from all of us. My friend and I were interested in purchasing quality fireworks. So you don't have no black cats, no Roman candles, or screaming memes? I'm free. It's freedom, baby. Yeah. I'm free. The man who holds the key to his freedom in a single hand. Welcome in to the Mark and Linda podcast. Happy Friday. It's Armageddon here. It's not Armageddon. We're, we're having we're having a little bit of weather. A little bit of weather. <laughs> well, you guys know there is a storm that's uh, climbing up the East Coast. We're getting it. So we're going to keep an eye on it because, frankly, we're about to flood out. Mm-hmm. But it's It's fine. To be honest, I don't have a, a bunch of show today as far as the technicals, the this and the that, and I'll explain why. doesn't matter. We're going to sit here and yap about shit that doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> like every week. Yep. We do have comments from Skeeter. We have on this day in history, not not a lot, but some of it is quality. Uh, we have the brand new Donny Osmond song. We have well, Chris Kattan, the actor. Dude's falling apart. It appears. Oh. We'll fill fully fill you in momentarily. Now, um. I don't know why, but I'm not uh, myself. Uh, something is odd. It uh, Yesterday, I had to go to the doctor for a checkup. You know, the annual checkup. Your physical. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm pretty big on doing that. Uh, I won't say that I always have, but as you progress in years, you want to make sure things are where, where they're supposed to be. So I go. And it was a new doctor uh, yesterday because the one that I'd been going to, see, these days it's different. Back when I was a kid, there was a doctor and he had a office and you would go to it and that was the way it was. Now there are medical groups and you go and they've got eight to 10 doctors that are on staff that you see. And there was this one particular one that I liked and uh, she left where we were going and moved to another thing and we followed her. Then she went to another place and that place doesn't take our insurance. So had to go see a new dude. Yeah. And uh, to me, it's kind of irrelevant. It's a doctor. He has a certificate. It's on the wall. (laughs) I always check, there it is. 
And uh, it began with, well, first of all, I, I had to, you know, it's the not eat thing. I could have coffee and water, but that was it because they have to take blood. And I'm okay with that. Um, and so we get in and in the doctor comes, he sits right down, he looks at the computer because the nurse had already updated all the different things. And he looks at the computer. Keep in mind, he didn't look at me. He looked right at the computer and the very first thing he does is starts going through all the medications. Okay, you know what? I don't, I, I was sitting there. Mm -hmm. I saw him looking at you. I, I don't know what you're thinking, but I watched him walk in the room, introduce himself, sit down, look at you. Okay, and he never said at the beginning, how are you? How are you feeling? He went straight to the computer for the medications. Which to me, I appreciate because I'm the one in charge of the medications. That's why we're here for our annual physical. I appreciated that, you did not. Good, uh, because I need, I'm the patient. So to me, if I'm a doctor, the very first thing I'm going to do is look at the patient and say, how are you? How are you feeling? Is anything in particular going on we need to look at? And then you get to the medication. That didn't happen. I was looking at him going, how you doing? Which that's another he thing. He was handsome. Good God. That, that's a, that's a, I will get to that in a minute. So I, I, right off the top, you see, here's the thing. With these medical groups, and, and quite frankly, with any company, uh, it's about profit. How do we generate profit? And that's kind of what's on their mind. So looking at these medications, he primarily is looking at what I'm taking, why I'm taking it, and wondering if there's a variation of something. Because there are certain medications the doctor themselves get a kickback if they get you to take it. But these are the medications that you've been taking for years. My point again, there are certain medications or shots or procedures that the doctor themselves, just like a salesperson, they get a commission if they get you to do it. That was why I didn't like the very first thing. I just met this guy. Now, had the doctor I had before done that, I'm fine. I know her. She knows me, but she never did that. It's one of the reasons I liked her. So anyway, right off the bat, we're not, we're not good in my mind. But the medication seemed to go fine. He then starts into procedures. He was locked on the fact, because I'm one of the few that I don't lie to the doctor. I was very clear that I smoke and have smoked since I can remember. He locked on that. And then he starts getting into, you know, we should look into a scan for lung cancer. And that may well be true. And he looked at me and said, by the way, that was the first time he looked at me. It was not. It was. And he said, uh, would you be willing to take a scan for uh, lung cancer? And I said, plainly, if insurance pays for it. And he didn't like the answer. Uh, because, you know, they schedule you for these and you're told insurance takes care of it. And you get up there, well, insurance takes care of 20% of it. Uh, so I, I was clear, I will do it if it's taken care of by insurance. Uh, and then we started to relax a little bit and get into some deeper stuff. Uh, by the way, 
Uh, I did. One of the main reasons that I wanted to get into the doctor and this conversation, and I said it at the top of it, which he ignored, and then we finally got into it. I wanted to talk about my prostate because um, at my age, 65, it has, do you remember back in the day, guys, I'm not sure about women, but guys, do you remember back in the day when you could just whip it out and start to pee right away and it was big, full, manly fucking horse piss coming out, just strong and bold and powerful? That's not my existence anymore. I stand at the toilet and I hope that it comes. And when it does, it trickles. And wow, then, we're being truthful today. And then, well, I'm truthful every week, but this is pretty pretty vile. Not even vile, it's just unpleasant. And so then, and here's the part I, I really don't trust, um, that it'll stop. But I know there's still some in there. A lot of you guys are nodding your heads. Uh, and so I have to wait for it to start again and then it, I'll pee for another 45 seconds. Even though you think you're, you're, you're tricked into that. Anyway, I wanted to talk about that because it's different. It's not what it was. And he also confirmed that that's part of the aging process. Yeah, which I knew. I absolutely knew. And there, I wanted to bring it up to find out what's available. And I was kind of worried about he wants me to go do this. and what. He didn't. He brought up a medication, MaxFlow. Flomax. I, I, I don't know. Flomax. Um, it's a pill. And what it basically does is it helps you in various ways. The one, the one most important that he said, it'll bring back to a certain degree a full flow. And what it does is that it helps you when you go to the bathroom to pee, it helps you empty everything. Because a lot of times some will be left in there. And I am the old guy victim. I have to get up two to three times every night while I'm sleeping to go to the bathroom. And it's, if anything, it's just annoying. So my thinking is I'm going to try this. And if it works, I can pee once hoping and then not have to go back until I wake up. So so we, we did that. Now let's get into the other thing. The guy comes in. Okay, wait, before they uh, start commenting and stuff. He, he did check his prostate. What do you mean? Check my prostate. Well, yeah, because, you know, sometimes it could be other issues. Uh, oh, well, it, it, I would know. Uh, this, to me, was pure aging. Um, and I was kind of aware of that. Um, and so we're going to try the Flomax, and we'll see where that goes. I'm expecting at least an improvement. Yeah. On the on the situation. Because, you know, it's just old man pee right now. So what does that have to do with you not feeling all yourself today? It, yesterday, after the doctor's appointment, we got home in about mid-afternoon, actually close to after I got back, I was just tired. I was just tired. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, I gave blood. It was a it was a, a test tube full. Yeah, yeah. It was no big deal, but I was just really, really tired, and that's not like me. I almost always have a lot of energy and 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 whatever, but I was tired, and so then about eight o'clock last night, I start yawning and I couldn't stop. You know, I was just tired, and normally, like my bedtime is ten thirty, ten forty five. I have to fight myself to go. Uh, last night I didn't, and I fell out, and I slept until 
eight this morning, which was, so I'm just kind of, you oh, know. you got too much sleep. I guess. Yeah. It's that tired feeling after, you know, to, and trust me, I'm not a guy that ever gets too much sleep. I'm lucky if I get six. Six good, solid hours, and I'm ready to get up to Linda's dismay. Uh, but not th th this morning, I woke up. You know, usually you'll start to come around like at seven, and then you'll lay there until eight. That's fine. No, this was out till eight. So groggy, kind of out of it. And then because I got up late, I'm pushed and I'm rushed, which gets me into, we'll come back to the doctor thing, which gets me into why I don't have a lot of show. The website that I use for content for this program has been basically down all week. And so like with uh, what year is it? I only have three. Oh, good. There's a good chance I could go card. She looks at it in that way, which is great. Um, so let's go back to the doctor. The guy comes in and he's, and it's a guy and I've never seen him and he sits down and it's a guy. You know, he's got on a mask. Um, I can't see much of him, uh, but it's just a guy. Later, after we get home, Linda says this. He was very handsome. In fact, I was sitting there thinking, dude, you could be on the show that I'm watching now, Melrose Plays. I'll be honest, you know, after 40, I was shocked. Oh, come on. He had that blonde hair and... Very little of it. Uh, it, it well, I don't care. It was spiked. He was a young man, though. It was spiked. It was it Thinning. Was, I have more hair than him. Oh, you just didn't like this, doctor. But did you notice the... He had a little bit of a tan. Um, <laughs> did you notice the, the blonde uh, hairs in his eyebrow? I mean, he was handsome. Wow. I, I completely, 100% didn't get it. He, here's my thing with this guy. There's uh, uh, ugly people, and there is really good-looking people, but the majority is they're just there. That was this guy. Well, for he some was, reason, you just didn't like him from the get-go. No, no, no. I didn't dislike him. I read him for what he was. He was looking for a paycheck. You just turned into a grumpy old man. I, Linda, I see it for what it is. He, this is a brand new doctor and he didn't address me at the top. Okay. How are you? How are you feeling? What's going on? What do we need to focus on? You saw a different thing, including that he's good looking. Mm -hmm. I just didn't see it. <laughs> I just really didn't. And a lot of times I'll say to Linda, okay, here's an example. Here's a prime example. Um, we're watching, you know, we always watch something. So we watched uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Okay. Which I thought we hadn't seen, but we had. I I had seen it. Yeah. But I didn't remember much. There were scenes that I remembered, but I didn't remember the whole movie. And we didn't remember how funny it was. Really, really, thoroughly enjoyed it. Really, really good. All right, this is a prime example. And it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I'm not saying he is good looking. He isn't good looking. I just kind of don't get it. But here's a prime example. We're watching Thor. Now, in Thor... Uh, there's a lot of uh, Loki. Mm -hmm. All right. So Linda is looking at the screen where there is Thor uh, Hemsworth. Uh, Hemsworth. Chris is his name. Is that uh, is that Chris? I guess. Okay. He's Thor. You know that guy. Yeah. Big muscles, blonde, the whole thing. Yeah. And there's Loki. Yeah. Linda is perving 
on Loki. I just think he's better looking than Thor. Not saying he's ugly, but compared to Thor. When those doors open and they both walked out, I mean, good. Yeah, you, you, you go with what you go with, but look. Look at Thor. Look at, look at, look at. I mean, he's huge with the muscles. I mean, he had a money shot where his shirt was completely off. And I told Linda, this guy worked for months to get there, to get to this moment. Because he's got to look great. And he did. Blonde hair, white teeth. He's just pretty. Linda goes for Loki. I think he's pretty too. I don't know about you, but I'm fucking Thor. <laughs> you can have him. So when when Linda came out with that doctor's good looking, it's just it, it just <laughs> surprises me. And look, this is not a jealousy thing. Linda's always to like I would say to her when we would see a guy, I would say, "Is he good looking?" No. And we're looking at Brad Pitt, which by the way, <laughs> by the way, Linda doesn't really, to her Brad Pitt is nothing. He's okay. Yeah, you see. So to each his own. Not saying, but I, but this doctor thing, I really was shocked. Like she said, he was good looking. I looked at her like. What the fuck are you talking about? He's good looking. He's a guy. I know someone else who's very handsome. Let me hear it. Who's in the studio with us today. Talking, talking, walking. The walker, because we were having thunderstorms. So I brought him in here with us yeah, today. And yeah. he's already started aggravating me. Hey, 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 you. Well, I, I got smooth jazz upstairs ready to go for you. Um, I don't know if we got into this last week. We probably did, but it did start for us. Everything was fine with Walker. It was just the prototypical good boy, um, not afraid of anything. Yeah, we had had a few thunderstorms, and he wasn't afraid of that. We were sitting. It was 930 at night, and, and uh, you know we live on the lake, and across the lake, somebody put up a firework. And it exploded. It wasn't overly loud, but there was lights in the sky, and it popped, made a pop. Well, he starts shaking. Yeah. And it's been on since then. Yep. So now, uh, the 4th of July, and I hate this, because uh, on this lake, the 4th of July is like Disneyland. Everybody on the lake puts up fireworks, and this year should be major. Yesterday, we had to go to Home Depot to get a mega fan mm -hmm. so that we can just basically go hide so that this guy doesn't get overly frightened. And I'm wondering if that's the right way to go. Maybe it was just, maybe he was having an off moment at it. And it I don't know what it was because earlier you were sitting outside with him and there was a clap of thunder and he didn't even acknowledge it. Interesting. So yeah, it's, and maybe yeah. it was the lights and it was dark, dark. I don't know. But anyway, we're going to be prepared. And, you know, here I go again. Fourth well, of July sitting in the fucking closet. Uh, I mean, a lot of you guys have, have dogs and, and uh, you know, maybe cats. And they get freaked out. Red was the worst of the worst. I mean, this guy would chew his way out of a room thinking he could get away from it. Um, Walker's not like that. When after that firework scared him when we went upstairs he just crawled under the bed and he was fine well then he also went and got behind the toilet well he tried to <laughs> <laughs> but at least he wasn't trying to get out trying to destroy everything or himself is what i'm yeah, saying yeah no red was red was really terrified of the stuff and you know what red was fine Red was fine until we shipped him across the country yeah. to get him those here. Loud noises. We hired one of those pet relocation companies, and they basically put him in a cage. 
They put him on the bottom of the airplane. Great, yeah. And you can only imagine how loud that must have been. We'll never do that again. Yeah, no. Ever, ever. When we, when they opened the door of that van when they delivered Red and Elvis, Elvis was sitting there wagging his tail. Oh, it's you. Uh, Red was braced like, I mean, his eyes were yeah. the size of I'll never quarters. Forget that. Uh, and that was it. it. It was on after that, and it never left him. It must have just been traumatizing because it, it never went away. Well, I do have to say I did enjoy last year's fireworks when we sat on the pier. Red wasn't with us anymore, and we were actually able to sit and just enjoy the entire lake. Mm. That was nice. And, and that's the fun thing of it. Our lake is... Probably, we live in a cove, and it's a mile across. And so people all around the cove are shooting fireworks, and it's just an onslaught, and it, it really is awesome. It's amazing, yeah. Um, and I was going to say one more thing. Oh, and after the storm today, to, uh, uh, Saturday and Sunday, tomorrow, uh, and Sunday is 4th of July, we have low humidity. The high is going to be 84 degrees. I mean, it's going to be the perfect fourth of july weather and not one damn kid of mine is going to be here i mean this is usually party weekend for us yeah uh back in the day when there weren't grandkids and things coming um everybody was here for the uh, for the week of the fourth and so obviously that is not the case uh linda and i are counting down until we go back yeah for baby number one. <laughs> um, so we're looking forward to that and pumped about that. Um, so this one is my fault. Um, I didn't mean to, but I got up this morning. Um, uh, I uh, Well, I have an email from Gino Vanelli. Uh, Gino, uh, I, I, I was doing something uh, several months back that reminded me of Gino, so I called him. And I left a message uh, and I just said, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Let's talk. So then a week or so later, Gino calls. I didn't pick up because uh, my phone doesn't ring anymore for some reason. And he left a message. Now, this is where I've, I've been busy with, uh, you know, you know, grandbabies and I've got some stuff I'm doing and I'm painting and I just didn't call him back. So I wake up and I have an email from Gino this morning and it simply said, I'm worried about you. I haven't spoken and I've tried. Call me. I don't understand. Is it y'all's age? Why don't you just text each other? I don't understand. Why didn't you just text him? I'm good. I'm busy. I'll call you when I can. No, I'll call him. But why would you call? Because why? Why text when I'm going to call? Because now... Because of me, I, it's been built into it needs a phone call. Mm. It needs a phone call to explain it. What? So why waste the time to text? Just call. Such an old person idea. I'll appreciate you not judging because <laughs> I'm just explaining to you why it is. There's no need in taking the time to text. I'm going to call him after lunch. He, he won't, y'all. You'll forget. No, I won't. I have to. No, I have to because now somebody's concerned. <laughs> That's not good. We're all concerned for you, honey. Um, oh, sorry. listen to you slurping your coffee. Yeah. Um, got a brand new Donnie Osmond. Donnie is, um, he's all excited. Donnie is, has always been a workaholic. 
Um, he is always very excited about whatever is new in his life. And of course, as you know, Donnie and Marie ended their run. Donnie immediately went into the studio and began working on, get this, album number 63 Dang. In, his, in his life. And that was years ago. That was two or three years ago. And he got the album done. Then the pandemic hit. And the last time I spoke with him, he said, I've got this new album that I'm really excited, but I can't release it now. I can't burn this. I've got to wait until I can tour it, meaning go out, do shows, promote the new record. Anyway, uh, the album itself is not out yet, but he did release a single. So we're going to get into a little bit of that. Yeah, I haven't forgotten. He said when that new music was going to come out, he was going to do a podcast with you. Yeah. Um, I'd love to do it. It's just, see, Donnie does things in a very business way. If you'll notice, Donnie has really stepped up his social media presence. His Instagram? He really hasn't. It's just that he knows how to do it. He's real good at it. Yeah. I mean, his Instagram is one of the most entertaining that I look at. Well, so Donnie had this new album, and he's opening a residency in Las Vegas, I think, in October. It's in August. August. Uh, do you know where it is? No, Harris? I do not. It's a, It's going to be the end of August, I think. All right. So uh, we will share with you brand new Donnie Osmond at some point today. Have I covered everything uh, let's see let's 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 recap let's see you talked about your pee flow yeah you talk you ranted about your new doctor check uh you showed us all how really old you are because you won't text gino check um yeah I, I think we covered it all all right great then there's this and now hey rocky watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat again nothing up my sleeve crystal <laughs> Ooh, don't know my own strength. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. And now, got some comments, and it will be Skeeter. Yep. Richard in California says, Mark, I have to agree with Linda regarding Frank and Dean's singing abilities. Neither are very good. They mostly just talk their way through the songs. I don't think either of them could hit a note. <laughs> As Frank would say, what does he say? scooby dooby doo what is his thingy? Thing I'm not going to get involved in this with you. I, I do have to say, though, that I think um, Dean Martin is a little bit of a better singer than Frank Oh, my Sandra. God. Um, all right. See, you both are missing the point. Frank was more of a vibe. Uh, if you want to get into uh, Frank Sinatra, you should get into the three o'clock in the morning and I'm all alone in a bar, Frank. Uh, it's, it's not about an ability to sing. It's about the vibe that was brought. Um, you are certainly entitled to your opinion. I just happen to disagree. Look, it's not like I, you know, listen to Frank all the time, but there are some very fine pieces of music that came from Frank. Dean Martin was, in my mind, very nice, but it was whatever. Hmm. Okay, then. Hey, it's what makes this place great, which, by the way, by the way, speaking of how great this place is, meaning America, Last night at Linda's Urging, we watched a documentary called Donut Man. Donut King. King. Um, boy, I even said out loud before we rolled it. I said, "It's because it's a two-hour, hour-and-a-half documentary. I said, how can you squeeze an hour-and-a-half out of a donut? Um, I didn't realize it's what it back was. Story. It's the backstory. It's eye-opening, and it does go to show you how great this country can be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
uh, that documentary shows that. Oh, I'm sorry. Donut King. Um, Richard also goes on to say, and by the way, Mark is on Reba right now on the Hallmark Channel. (laughs) Uh, Gina says, hello, Mark and Linda. I'm writing about the Britney Spears situation. My thoughts that I wanted to share is that you just don't give someone some pills and expect them to be fixed. Mental illness doesn't work that way. I totally agree. You mm-hmm. need to have some therapy and, and, and along with your medication. Yep. Um, if it did, we wouldn't be surrounded by homeless, mentally ill people in California. My experience is that they don't think that anything is wrong and stop taking their medication. Just a thought. See, I've always thought that the medication gets them to a place where they feel good and they think, I don't need this, I'm good. Right. And then all of a sudden they're, you know. Right back to where they were. Um, And I think that a big, I don't know anything about this, but bipolar seems to be a really big one that is more rampant than I think any of us know. There's so many different forms of it. And without that medication, man, it can go off the rails. Uh, Tammy says, Mayor of Easttown was a great show. I think you'll love it, Mark. I'm hoping she does a second season. Um, well, I don't know if I've... Yeah, you've already talked about it. It's. I've been telling everybody, it's, it is the finest episodic television I have ever seen in my life. And I've not seen all of it, but I've seen my share. Yeah, the woman that was doing your blood work yesterday, you were telling her about it. Yeah, even after, because I said, do you watch much television? She goes, no. And I still I still launched into it. I said, you got to watch this. Yeah. So good. <laughs> I'm, 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 uh, I'm uh, depressed because it's over. I don't have any more to watch. It's that good. It's the best acting production script I've ever seen. Nancy says, OMG, Mark, $260 for a freaking chair. I laughed until I cried when you two were telling that story. But I love the way you both complement each other in terms of your particular skill sets. Mark's a radio god about music, and Linda does slash knows everything else. You know what? You live with her. <laughs> and, 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 you, and you see if you still feel the mm-hmm. same way. LOL, Linda. I absolutely can't tell the difference between the bands Kansas and the other garden variety groups who came and went either. The only reason I do as well as... I do on what year is it is because I've been up on politics since my 20s and when the, a clue has something to do with the president I can at least get the decade right well so can I <laughs> and I'm totally joking <laughs> the main reason I'm writing to you guys is that I really do wish Mark and Cody could have some kind of a movie podcast mm. maybe once a month I'm um, sorry Nancy that's not gonna happen because uh, I barely have enough money to do this podcast I'm not into the gory horror films, but I love the psychological thrillers. I'm on the last episode of Mayor of Easttown, and mm. it is amazing. Mm. I agree with Mark that it should win every award out there, and I hope it does. No, not should. It will. I don't know if there's going to be a second season, but this is the kind of quality TV that I live for. There won't be. Look, oh. where, where would you go? Where else would you go? I mean, that is a full self-encompassing story, top to bottom. Um, yeah, there's no second season. I, I hope there's not, because it'll be warmed over, leftovers, and no, we've been given the gold mm. already. Mm. Seven episodes, boom, mic drop. By the way, Mark, I wish you'd give the show Friends a real chance. 
You need to watch it from the beginning to the end in order because much of the hu- much of the humor is based on previous shows and situations. Yeah, you know, I really don't. No. Um, I'm surrounded by friend freaks. And, and so I've seen... Every time Mark comes upstairs, Friends is on. Yeah, I've seen it. And uh, I, I, I am in the minority. I clearly don't get it. Um, it's not that I think it's bad. I don't. There are many funny episodes and then funny moments inside not so good episodes i just don't get it i don't understand why it took america by storm um it's okay because he's good um i don't know if this is ellie or eli e-l-i eli eli says i have zero social media i i will happily take all those people's pets cars and money and they can keep their lonely sad empty judgmental social media in exchange god bless them all they they need all the blessings they can handle to feel whatever is missing that they can't let go of. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of being judgmental. Mm. Uh, Janelle says, Mark, watch the Michael Jackson documentary. It is extremely disturbing and hard not to come to the conclusion that he was a pedophile. Mm. His legacy is hurt due to his disgusting emotional and physical abuse of children. On a lighter note, I had the pleasure of seeing Wham! back in the day. Wish I had seen Prince. Oh, we must hear the cheese song. Did you ask Matt? No. Oh. Eleni. Eleni, uh, ask Matt if he has a copy of the of, of the cheese song. I forgot we talked about that. <laughs> um, you know what? And I have to say, uh, going back <laughs> to... By the way, you're all going to be pissed when I play it. Oh, why? Well, because it's about nothing but cheese. It's just cheese. And they yelled for it every single show. <laughs> Patrice says, Linda, I appreciate everything you and Mark did to stay safe during the pandemic. My husband and I followed the rules as well. And since our daughter lives in Spain, we haven't been able to see her going in September, though. Oh, that'd be nice. The reason for my comment is just to mention to you that there has been some discussion for those who had the J&J single dose shot should consider getting a dose of Pfizer or Moderna as a booster due to the Delta variant. Dr. What's his name? Dr. Vin Gupta uh-huh. mentioned this on Twitter and the BBC reported about it as well. I know you got the J&J and just wanted to mention this to you. I'm not a medical person at all, but I try to follow the science. Just thought you might want to look into this. Have a great day. I told you, and I meant it, uh, if it would make you feel better, you should go get the Pfizer or the Moderna. Um, But I will say to you, right, literally right before we started the show, and I wasn't going to tell you, put it in your head. um, There is a story on CNN, and it said, the J&J vaccine protects uh, against the Delta variant. Oh, good. It does. However, you are going to have to boost up because it protects for eight months, according to that story. Well, how long does yours boost up for? This story wasn't about mine. It was about yours because there is rumor floating around about this very issue. That... That story is the first time I've seen CNN report on this rumor. So the story said, if you got the J&J one shot, Mm -hmm. you are protected against the Delta variant for at least eight months. All right, so I'll worry about shit in eight months. Yes. 
Um, Rich in Simi Valley says, interesting that marks on this day tribute to Michael Jackson's death anniversary on 625. He also mentioned Prince and George Michael as performers who died too soon. What he didn't include was the connection all three have in common on the same date, which is 625. Hmm. That date was George Michael's birthday and also the release date of Prince's Purple Rain album. You're welcome. Yeah, not really. Uh, I don't even see the connection with any of that. Look, 625. Dude, dude, I could take any date and come up with a correlation between four or five things. So you could look in the life of any celebrity and then compare it to any other celebrity and there's going to be comparisons. So you need to get out of your mother's basement, get a job. <laughs> Get a job. Good Lord, good Lord. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that, nor do I care. <laughs> uh, I have breaking news. Oh. Matt is sending the song. I don't know what that means. I don't know where he's going to send it to. All right, wait. Well, yeah. Matt is sending the song. Well, I'll keep an eye on my computer because it sounds like he's emailing it. Okay, so here we go. Listen to this. If one. it arrives, I'll let you know. Oh, yes. Uh, Stevie says, Mark, you just don't understand about the cars. They are a bit different than the other shortages. Just listen. Oh, the cars. I thought he meant the group. No, no, no. Okay. There is no inventory to replenish the auto dealers. Nobody is making money as they have no cars to sell. Sell, not sale. <laughs> the industry is still pounding the advertisement, but they have no cars to sell. The theory is for the buyer, if you like it and need it, it could easily have a 3K to 5K added cost. What's worse, no pickups. The big deal will come when they get caught up with the thousands of almost completed, if the buyers can hold out. So there's no cars and there's no trucks. But, oh, okay. But listen to this uh, the comment. John says, I bought a Ford truck three years ago for $60,000. I was contacted by a dealer who wanted to buy it. He offered me $59,000 for the truck. I sold it to him. Nothing traded in. It worked out great. It was an extra vehicle I didn't really need. I'm sorry. Vehicle. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay, I don't get the point of your story. Because you keep talking about... I understand that. I'm talking to this guy. Um, I said there's no inventory. That I know. Now, the reason for lack of inventory, it could be COVID. Matthew tells me it's because lack of computer chips. Fine. My point is this. If there is a car sitting on the lot, brand new, and it's for sale, why is it selling for 20% over sticker? I understand there's no cars. Because they can get it. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to make their money. So. Well, you can get it if you're an idiot. <laughs> Why would you pay? But if you need a car right now. Uh, I don't. There's very few people who need. Because we're talking about primarily high-end cars. Any and all cars, I guess, is the issue. Yeah. And yes, if you absolutely need a car, then do it. But because you can't just go to, to, to uh, used, they're selling at the same rate that the new ones are. Well, they don't are. have any used cars either. I just don't get the markup. And that pisses me off. Because there's markup on everything right now. Fireworks. You're paying twice yeah. what you used to. And, they, and 
Linda and I had this conversation. They said there's going to be a firework shortage this year. Um, I have never until this year, because Linda and I always go to the same firework place in South Carolina, not once have I ever seen them advertise. Now, all of a sudden, we're seeing four and five commercials a day from the firework store that we go to. So my question is this, if there's a shortage, why are you advertising? Yeah, well, I mean, they're advertising cars. They have no cars. We're being manipulated, people. All right. Arnold Lloyd says, hello, Mark and Linda and Walker. Listening to last week's podcast, and I could not believe what I was hearing about the shredder. They have a forward and reverse button. If uh, something gets stuck in it, you just put it in reverse. Yeah. However, when he hit reverse, it wouldn't spit the scissors back out. Yeah. Arnold, were you there? <laughs> I tried everything. Scissors stuck in the shredder. Not coming out. <laughs> Linda, I see now why you do not let Mark go shopping by himself. <laughs> I never want to go shopping by my shopping. You know, I was looking at the thing the other day. They were talking about compulsive shoppers. And obviously, I would always, back in the day, when it came to going to the store, I'm never that guy. Never have been that guy. Never will be that guy. However, when they brought the term up, compulsive shopper, knowing how much time I spend on Amazon, I might be a compulsive shopper now. But you you, you order a lot of doubles is my thing. It's not my fault. Um, It's it's always your fault. No, it isn't. Um, I buy what I need. I don't just get on Amazon and... (laughs) look around thinking, maybe I'll find something I really want. That's not me. I, if I need it, I buy it on our, Amazon. Our last comment comes from Susan. Uh, you two need to watch America's Top Dog on A&E. Mm. Guaranteed you will love it. Dogs go through a series of obstacles to determine the winner. We should look that up. And now I have more breaking news. Oh, great. Check your email. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, hang on. Stand by, Linda, this is where you need to say something. Well, I just wanted you all to know that uh, Walker's being a good boy, so maybe he can sit down here with us from now on. But he's curled up in the chair, sound asleep. All right, so let me see if this will load into my system. If it doesn't, I'll simply play it from my computer. And uh, I thought it was always called the cheese song. Is it? Is it say cheese? Uh, <laughs> I it, don't know. It, it's it's called I Want More. Oh, yes, I remember that. All right, it's going to take a second, but I have it. All right, so uh, in case you missed it, um, Matthew, his very first band when he was 16, I think, 15, 16, maybe younger, 14. Yeah, yeah they were younger. Um, it was basically guys from around the neighborhood, and they would do gigs. Um, and it was the kind of gigs where they had to go sell 50 tickets just to be allowed to play. And that, of course, meant Linda and I bought them. And drove them. Um, so uh, Matthew wrote a song uh, called I Want More. And it was just a parody. It was just a fun thing. He did it. and <laughs> I haven't heard this in years. I'm very excited. And um, so anybody who would come to their shows kept yelling for the song which was to the demise of the bandmates because they I don't, I don't think they cared for it. So Matt would have to get up from the drums and go sing it because he wrote it. It's about cheese. And there's really not much more I can say about it. It's about cheese. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Matthew Thompson pinned, I Want More. 
T-Bone and the West Side Boys laying it down right here. Word to your mother. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. That's right. Lay it down. I like cheese because it tastes so good. I can't get enough as I really should. This cheddar, American, provolone, Swiss. All of which are perfectly blessed. I gotta have more. Damn, give me some more. You got to realize I'm a cheese whore. There's nothing better than coming home to some mac and cheese all alone on your own. Is it mozzarella? But it's also cheddar, and that's what's better. I can't get enough of its wonderful greatness, but pardon me, I wouldn't want to disgrace it. Everyone should enjoy this cheese, cause it's two cheese and the size of one cheese. <laughs> I want more. Straight up. I want more. So good when it's warm on toast But enough of that, I wouldn't wanna boast Any way you put it, it's always great So eat some cheese, cause it's never too late I want more Yeah I want more So it's summary, I told you I like cheese Cause there's nothing better and making me please As you go through life You'll remember the second And if you don't You'll think that I'm just playing Cheese is good Cheese is great And by the end of the song There will be no mistake I want more was the first time Melanie's heard that song and she texted me I am crying I can tell you right now that Matthew and Eleni uh, was standing in the same room and Eleni was hearing that for the first time Matthew was listening and beaming <laughs> and Matthew in the middle of the song my friend did I hear you say kick it <laughs> I, I, I think I did <laughs> well there you go the cheese straight song up. I, I straight up to your mother <laughs> Uh, the cheese song. You know, yeah. I think it's a cheesy song. Ah! Ah! <laughs> All right, good stuff. That, that was actually a lot better than I remembered. Um, Ella Moose in the chat said it was better than Kokomo. <laughs> I disagree, John. I disagree. <laughs> now we're going to... Oh, I love that. A battle of the bands. Maybe you could do a mashup. Oof. That's just crazy talk. All right, let's get on with this horse shit. Here we go. History. 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 That happened, and we all let it happen. Uh, 
Um, yeah, so as I said, there, not a ton happened on this day, but there is one particular thing that I find very, very cool. We'll get into it. Uh, it was on this day back in 1967, the Beatles released the song, All You Need Is Love. Oh, of course it's Beatles this week. If Couldn't the, have been last week when it was Global uh, it, Beatle Day. Like, there's a time to talk and a time to shut the fuck up, <laughs> and this would be the latter. I'm in the middle of content that you have nothing to do with. So here we go. Let me start again. Shut the fuck up. Um, if the Beatles have a signature song, it may just be All You Need Is Love. Paul McCartney had this to say about it. All You Need Is Love is basically, I think, a simple message, but it's a good song. John sings it great, and I think it's affected a lot of people. And I still think the message is really true. I think that it is what people need still. this day back in 1981 where were you and i'm not going to say this is foreigner's greatest album uh, but this particular album did contain three top 10 hits the album was uh foreigner four it contained jukebox hero waiting for a girl like you and this one <laughs>
it was on this day back in 1980, a classic movie was released. There's never been anything like it. And one of the reasons that it was so big, first of all, it was hysterical. But it was, was, it was hysterical in a way that no one had ever seen before. Nothing had ever been approached like this. The classic comedy on this day, 1980, was released, and that is Airplane. Flight 209er to Denver Radio, climbing to cruise at 42,000. We'll report again over Lincoln. Over and out. Wait a minute. I know you. You're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You play basketball for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm sorry, son, but you must have me confused with someone else. My name is Roger Murdoch. I'm the co-pilot. You are Kareem. I've seen you play. My dad's got season tickets. I think you should go back to your seat now, Joey. Right, Clarence? Oh, he's not bothering anyone. Let him stay here. All right, but just remember, my name is Roger Murdoch. I'm an airline pilot. I think you're the greatest, but my dad says you don't work hard enough on defense. And he says that lots of times you don't even run down court. And that you don't really try, except during the playoffs. The hell I don't. Listen, kid. I've been hearing that crap ever since I was at UCLA. I'm out there busting my buns every night. Tell your old man to drag Walton in the near up and down the court for 48 minutes. <laughs> ah, that's great. Uh, boy, check it out. Mel Brooks, 95 today. Work, 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 work. Hello, boys. Have a good night's rest. I missed you. Just one more bill for you to sign, sir. What the hell is this? This is the bill that will convert the state hospital for the insane into the William J. Lepetamine Memorial Gambling Casino for the insane. Gentlemen, this, this bill will be a giant step forward in the treatment of the insane gambler. Yes, bravo. Beautiful. Bravo. 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 All right. Okay, is that it? Anything else? Just a searching telegram from Rockbridge that arrived last Friday. Last Friday? Read it, read it! Sheriff murdered, church meeting bombed, reign of terror must cease. Send your sheriff immediately. Holy underwear! Sheriff murdered? Innocent women and children blown to bits? We've got to protect our phony baloney job, gentlemen. We must do something about this immediately, immediately, immediately. Harumph, 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 harumph. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Give the governor harumph, harumph. It's also Larry David's birthday, and Larry David uh, should be celebrated more highly. Seinfeld, uh, the genius behind that show, was Larry David. Then, of course, curb your enthusiasm. Happy birthday, Larry. He is 74. In the doctor's office earlier? There's a guy sitting there, a skinhead, okay? He looks at me and he says, What the fuck are you looking at, Jew boy? What? Fucking faggot. What? What? What you do? What I do? Yeah, what you do? I slunk out. You slunk out? Slunk. I slunk out. So you didn't do shit and you punked out. That's what the fuck happened, right? Yeah, I punked out. I punked out. How'd that happen? What was I gonna do? The guy, the guy could have killed me. Next time a man call you a fucking faggot, you getting that ass, Larry. You know what I mean? You getting that ass, Larry. That's what the fuck you do. What are you talking about? You let the man slide today. You gotta immediately get in somebody's ass when that happens to you. You pull their asshole open, step into their asshole, close the door behind you, take a spray paint can, right? Uh-huh. Larry was here. You spray paint, Larry was here, wash me, all that kind of shit. 
Fuck this whole asshole up. These some snicker bars, throw some paper on the floor. Read a newspaper, ball the paper up the newspaper, and throw the newspaper on the floor. Mm-hmm. Fuck this whole asshole up. You know what I'm saying? Then you yeah. open that asshole one more time. Open it again. Open that asshole again. Oh! Step out his ass. And leave that motherfucker wide open so he know you've been there. Open it up. Step, Step in. in the asshole. Spray Larry paint. Larry, Larry was here. here. Leave garbage. Snickers. Eat Snickers. Leave garbage. Spit. Fuck it. Get out. Mm. Open it up again. Yeah, step out the asshole. Step out. Don't even close that motherfucker. Leave it open so you know you've been there. You feel me? I got you. That's got how you. you handle people. Mm. Get in that ass, Larry. Don't worry. All right. Hope you don't get me killed. My man. It was on this day, 1975, David Bowie gets a gold record, his fourth For this, the Young Americans. They pulled him just behind the bridge. He lays her down. He frowns. My life's a funny thing. Am I still till young? He kissed the diamond there. Took his ring, took his babies It took him minutes, took her nowhere Heaven knows he'd have taken anything All night She was a young American So uh, last, the very last thing I want to do is uh, I've talked about when you're hot, you're hot. Uh, And it's absolutely true. Jerry Reed said it. Uh, It was on this day, 1956. I I watched a documentary. um, And it's the single greatest documentary I've seen on Elvis Presley. Uh, Because 1956 was the year. And this documentary was called... 1956. It started at the beginning of 1956. Nobody really knew who Elvis Presley was. He could freely walk around, go to the movie, go to any restaurant, and nobody would say a word to him. By the end of 1956, his life was being threatened. He could go nowhere. He could do nothing without causing a mob. It was on this day July 2nd, 1956, where many would say, and the documentary did, it was this day that was the beginning of the hysteria and the end of his freedom. Elvis was in the studio, the recording studio in uh, New York. And in that one day, Elvis recorded these two songs. You ain't nothing but a hound dog The crying all the time You ain't nothing but a hound dog Crying all the time Well, you ain't never caught a rabbit And you ain't no friend 
after he had finished that, they took a quick break. They came back into the same studio on the same day and recorded this one. You know I can be found Sitting home all alone If you can't come around At least please tell the phone Don't be cruel To who hard is true Baby, if I made you mad For something I might have said Please don't forget my past The future looks bright ahead Don't be cruel To who hard is true And the rest, they say, is history. All right, I got three for you. Okay, I'm you ready. Feeling, you feeling strong? We'll see. Feeling good. Here we go. Song, said year. Tell me what it takes to let you go. Tell me how the pain's about you go. Movie. Sam's dead. Tell her I love her. He says he loves you. Sam would never say that. Molly, you in danger, girl. Oh, ghost. And headlines. And the Oscar goes to Driving Miss Daisy, Richard Dizanek. Mm, damn it. So easy. It is? Yeah, because I'm looking right oh. at it. Oh. Well, I don't even know what decade. <laughs> That's a bad sign. Okay, let's just say... Fuck. Mm-hmm. Let's say 1990. It is 1990. I pulled that right out of my ass. You sure did. Good Lord. Mm -hmm. All right. uh, You got a shot at these two. I don't think you're going to get the next one. I I think you're going to go one for three. (laughs) It's just my opinion. Doesn't mean anything. You can shut me right down. You can climb up in my asshole and shut the door. All right. Song said year. This is going to help you. Movie. I did join the army, but I joined a different army. I joined the one with the condos and the private rooms. Goldie Hawn is Private Benjamin. Which I've never oh, seen. Private Benjamin. Oh, it's such a cute movie. Headlines. Tonelli to Nystrom. He scores! Bob Nystrom scores the goal. The Islanders win the Stanley Cup. One for one. All right, so I think that... Uh, private... Benjamin was in the 80s, I think. Uh, yeah. How about 1980? I don't know. It is 1980. Mark Thompson. Oh my God. 
two. Pulled two right out of my ass. There's really no need for name calling here on this program. Oh, my goodness. This is fine. I only have one more. What if I get this one right? This is wholesome family entertainment, and you're sitting there, and you're cussing me, and you're name calling. Because you said I couldn't get it, and I did. You won't get this. Now I want to watch Private Benjamin. You won't get this. This next one. Okay. You're two for two. It's probably something like John Mellencamp or something. It isn't John Mellencamp. Okay, then it's probably Bob Seger. Here we go, fuckhead. Or the cars. Song, said year. You have me I know this one. I know this one. I know this one. <laughs> you don't even have to go any further. I know this one. I think this is the first time. For the, the, I'm so excited I can't talk. I think this is the first time that I will have gone card. All right, you've said you don't need the rest. Mm-hmm. Therefore, there is no going back. You will give your answer and you will be held accountable. 1977. Oh, yes, Walker. We a winner today. I need to confirm that's a final answer. It is a final answer. It is 1970. Seven. Yes, you have me I can't celebrate too much because I'm scaring the fuck out of Walker. Well, the problem is you need to show some enthusiasm. Oh, fuck. I don't think I've ever gone card. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into it. Wait. I didn't hear. Congratulations, Linda. I was wrong. You were wrong, Mark. So I need, I need to hear that. But you won't. But you were wrong. Point. All right, then give me a congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) And you know why I'm not? Because you want it. Give it to me now. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I will not. Mm -hmm. I will concur that I was incorrect. I said out loud for all to hear, you're not going to get them. You got them. Okay, that's all I needed for you to admit that you were wrong. I've done that because I couldn't get out of it. I mean, I said the words. It was clear that I was wrong. So for me to sit here and say I wasn't wrong when I was would be very Republican of me. Therefore, what the fuck? <laughs> you should have seen the look on her face. No, I'm kidding around. Uh, yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. And? You did nicely. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Donnie Osmond, this guy, man, you know what? I don't think I've ever met a more committed, um, enthusiastic, genuine, nice person than Donnie Osmond. It doesn't matter what I've called for. It doesn't matter what the point or the reason is for my request. Donnie has always been there. And so I will support. Now, uh, with us having a bunch of fucking grandkids, we're not going to get a chance to go see Donnie on the first leg, but we will be there. We will go to Vegas. Eventually. So Linda can feed her gambling problem, and we can all go see Donnie Osmond. 
Uh, here we go. Oh, by the way, uh, and I'll bring it up, and it's a, quite frankly, it's a bone, and I'll pick it. Uh, we went to Vegas to see Donnie Osmond, Donnie and Marie. We went up. Uh, Donnie had just won the uh, dancing show. Yeah, Dancing with the Stars. And Linda wanted to get a picture the with Donnie ball. holding the mirror ball. And here's Donnie. They had already put it away because Donnie holds it up and shows it during the show. Donnie had him go get it mm-hmm. out of storage so that Linda could get her picture. Uh, Matthew, I noticed uh, there was Donnie in the middle, kind of, and everybody else to his right. Matthew positioned himself to the left of Donnie, and Matthew had a plan from the beginning. And the plan was this. So there's the picture. Donnie, all of us to his right, Matthew to his left. When we get back home, Matthew had cut all of us out, (laughs) and it was a picture of Donnie and Matt. Where did I go wrong? Oh, oh, and that uh, mirror ball trophy is a lot heavier than you would expect. Um, All right, so here we go. Donnie uh, has been holding this album for uh, throughout the pandemic. And so now uh, with his residency coming up in Vegas, he has released the single. One of the, the, this is the first single. The song is called Who, Brand New, Donnie Osmond. Just a single kiss
So the uh, the song is on iTunes. The video, there is a video. It's on YouTube. Linda says it's number one. Uh, so it's out. And I will say this, and forget the fact that Donnie is a buddy and a friend, and I cheer for him and have great respect. Uh, Donnie, uh, if you do decide to go to Vegas and you're going to go see Donnie, I promise you this, you're going to see one of the most entertaining best shows you'll ever see. This is true. Because Donnie gives it everything he has in the planning process, in the production process, and then each night. Well, I love the song, but then again, I love Donnie Osmond. I love everything he does. There it is. So you're biased. Yeah. Okay, so congratulations to Donnie. It's going to be a very exciting, fun period for him. All right, here we go. Let's get into some 4th of July, shall we? Uh, People report that they hate it when they go to a 4th of July cookout or a party, and they've got weird food. Oh, well, I mean, you're supposed to have, like, hamburgers, hot dogs, chips. You just named it. Ribs. Yeah, that's it. That's it. People want traditional food. Fourth of July stuff. Here are your top three main dishes, and Linda named them. Number three, ribs. Hard to beat. However, hard to cook correctly. Because you want that meat falling off the bone. Rarely do you get that at a cookout for the Fourth of July. They're dry, not that good. But if you run across a great rib, good God, there's nothing better. Uh, Number two, Hard to beat a good old standard hot dog. And actually hard to fuck it up. Number one, burger. Mm-hmm. Hamburger, pure and simple. Side dishes. Ooh, potato salad. Gotta have some potato salad. They're not there, are they? That is there. Oh, okay. Number three, baked beans. Yeah, I could take baked beans. I could take them or leave them. You love baked beans. Nah, but, you know, I'd much rather eat more potato salad. I don't ever eat baked beans number two this is right where Linda lives we have it all the time during this time of year because it's the time of the year Corn for on this. The cup. yeah uh, Linda has it I don't however I did the we had hot dogs the other day and I had a corn on the cup and it was delicious number two and number one chips you love this stuff and you make it yourself I don't know. Potato salad. Oh, I thought you'd already said potato salad. No. Oh, sorry. So there you go. Hey, today we're making, this afternoon, we're making a peach pie. Oh, I forgot about that. Nice. Oh, so good. We make a pretty strong peach pie. This is with Linda's guidance. I don't do anything but what I'm told. Uh, But right now the peaches are quite... uh, Oh, they're quite tasty. Well, we have a farmer's market here, so they are fresh. And so we get them and Linda cuts them and we make a fucking peach pie and I eat all of it. Mm -hmm. It's very good. In one sitting. And this time I remember (coughs) to get the uh, (coughs) vanilla ice cream. Great. What kind? Um, um, I don't remember that. Haagen-Dazs? Yes. Because I couldn't find the... I couldn't find Blue Bunny in the, you know, big tub. Blue Bunny. Which, by the way... Last time we were in California, I told Mark, we can't stay here. I can't find Blue Bunny. Yeah, they have some. And then I, I found, yep, yeah, they got the crappy kind. They got like the strawberry shortcake yeah. shit. And also know that I'm aware it's been a while since we had one of those. We just had ice cream. For a snack, we just had ice cream and popcorn. Excuse me. Three days ago. Excuse me. Was the ice cream Blue Bunny? I don't think it was. No, it wasn't. <laughs> 
All right, Fourth of July. But hey, we'll have some ice cream with our pie. Um. Okay, so wait, where's my music? Fourth of July. Um. Take the loop off. Um. If you can find gasoline, many of you will take a road trip. And if it's with significant other, if it's with family of any kind, you can bet there will be what they call a cargument. I love that. I never heard that term. Survey found that 75% of people admit to arguing in the car on the 4th of July. What are the fights about? 48%, Linda 100% guilty of this, not anymore, but used to be backseat driving. Mm-hmm. Now, and now I'm allowed in the front seat. Uh, 28% traffic, 27% running late, 27% telling the driver how to react to other drivers. you're going too fast, you're going too slow. Why why are you looking at me every time you say something? You're guilty of every (laughs) one of these. Uh, 10% music choices. I don't, that doesn't, because we listen to whatever shit Linda wants to hear. Yep. Which, by the way... When I was with Amy on our last trip to California, she introduced me to, I'd, we'd, I'd always heard of Yacht Rock, but I did not know that there was a station on Sirius XM, mm-hmm. and now that's what we listen to. Yeah, uh, it's about what you think. It's Christopher Cross and everything and connected to And then some Ambrosia it. and America, and I can only stand just a little bit of it. Now, I do like it when they play 10CC and... Yacht Rock... But is, there's, there's no women on Yacht Rock. Well, Yacht Rock is simply a new name for easy listening. It, easy, it's This stuff has been around forever, but they just renamed it. It's Yacht Rock. Christopher Cross, Jerry Rafferty. Yeah, we heard that yesterday. Uh, Stephen Bishop. You know, all that easy shit. Okay, so in a car, why do we fight? 25% say it's because you're in tight quarters for a long time and it leads to arguments. 27% said the arguments lead to the silent treatment for much of the drive. Speaking of driving, according to the survey, 58% of people said they have had some of the best moments of their lives in the car. Hmm. 50% said their car speaks volumes about their personality. And I love this. This is genuine. This is real. Listen to this. Now, there's been a time when we would go do this, uh, take the kids to the beach, to the beach. So usually we would- <gasps> We get to experience that now, Mark, with the grandbabies. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Yes, you are. I'm not. Yeah. Um, so normally we didn't do it the way other people do it, which is you know drive to the beach, hope you find a parking spot, and then drag a cooler down to the sand. They don't do that. Uh, we stayed in a hotel, but we would take the kids out onto the beach, onto the <laughs> sand. Now, for those of you that do the thing, the beach towel, drag the thing, and then the whole thing, and you know you've got valuables, 
your jewelry, your watches, <laughs> yeah. your wallet, your yeah. whatever. That's, by the way, get ready because this is brilliant. Ah, this, you're telling everybody the secret now. No, I'm not. Well, but th- th- this is going to be helpful. This this works. So so you've got your valuables, and you want to go take the kids into the surf and play, and you're worried about the safety of, as you should be because there's pigs on the beach that will steal your stuff. This is guaranteed. It's right here. Listen to this genius. This way guarantees that you could put your valuables in this and place it on top of the water cooler for everybody to see. Go to the ocean, play with your kids for two hours. When you come back, your valuables will be sitting there where you left them, guaranteed. Listen, you take all of your valuables and you put them in a diaper and then you wrap it up and tape it. Oh, like it's a soiled diaper. Exactly. No one is going to open that diaper <laughs> to see what the... This is genius. This That's is... a good idea. I, I, here's what I believe. Pulitzer Prize for the person who came up with this. That is pure fucking genius. All right. Chris Kattan. Do I know him? I mean, it seems like his name is familiar to me. Okay, he's a smaller guy with a big mouth, a big grin. Wait, was he on Saturday Night Live? He was. Did he, was he one of the guys that would, the music and he would be the head thing? Yes. He oh, made, he had a lot of uh, back injuries and neck injuries. Seem to have heard about that. Uh, he's not doing well, uh, Chris. Uh, the movie that Linda was talking about, it was with Will Ferrell where it was a Saturday Night Live sketch where they would bop their head. Chris Kattan, that was not Will Ferrell, that was the other guy. Here we go. Uh, Former SNL cast member Chris Kattan was kicked off an American Airlines flight from Dallas to L.A. on Monday Uh for refusing to wear a mask. Uh Passengers say... The 50-year-old actor got on the plane and he didn't look well. They say he stumbled and, listen to this, had mucus dripping from his nose, Mm -mm. which was not covered by a mask, which, by the way, is federally mandated on flights. Yep. Flight attendants brought him paper towels to clean himself and asked him to put on a mask, which he partially did. But his odd behavior kept worrying passengers, and he repeatedly refused to pull the mask over his nose. So flight attendants ordered him to leave, or they would call the police. He then pulled the ultimate Reese Witherspoon. Uh Uh-oh. Don't you know who I am? Before he walked off the plane. So. I feel sure that maybe some painkillers or some alcohol was involved with that. Could well be. Let's see. They said he stumbled. Yeah. But that's when he got on the plane. Back when I drank, I would wait until I got on the plane to get it going. Right. Not that guy. 
Um, all right, here we go. Fourth uh, of July, and then we got a yeah, we got a little time. <clears throat> uh, with us celebrating fireworks, cookouts, and whatevers, we have the celebration of the drunkest states in America. Um, and it's kind of what you'd think it is. Leading the way, <clears throat> number one, and I can't really figure out why. Mm, tell me. Florida. Hawaii. North Dakota. Well, <clears throat> South Dakota. New Jersey. Well, you're kind of, you're kind, you're in there. North Carolina. No, no, uh, we actually have stuff to do. Um, I mean, I think if I lived in like Alaska, I would be drunk a lot. Cause there's yeah. not a ton, not, not a, ton. a lot to do. The weather is cold most of the time, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. But I hear incredible things. They say, don't go to Alaska as a young man. Because you'll n only want to go back. Correct. Uh, okay, before you go on with this, because you just made a comment about when I drank. Uh-huh. And someone in the chat has just asked, Bob just asked, Mark doesn't drink. You brought it up, so I'm going to say it. Uh-huh. Mark hasn't had a drink of alcohol in two years. Um, I haven't. Um, and primarily the reason is because I got in trouble with it. Um, what turned out, I used to say out loud, I would say, I always make sure drinking doesn't become a problem because then I'd have to stop. It became a problem. I drank too much. And, and I, I don't want you to think the worst. Um, I got into an issue with sleeping. I couldn't sleep. And liquor was the only thing that would bring. I've never been a drinker in my life. Uh, it was the liquor that helped me sleep. And then little by little by little, the drinking took over and became a problem because I was addicted to an idea that I needed it to sleep. And then it got bad. And so we all get to that point in our life and it doesn't have to be liquor, but it can be whatever it is. We get into a point where we are the only one that can do something about it. And that was this, uh, I had to, I had to stop. There's nobody else could help me. Everybody could bitch about it and everybody could be concerned, but when it came down to it, I was the one that had to stop and I put it away. I haven't touched it and I haven't missed it. I've missed scotch. You can have scotch. I'm not gonna drink scotch without you. <laughs> well, you can. I'm telling you, I buy the wine that Linda drinks, I open it and then I get rid of her empty bottle. It doesn't bother me at all. And that's twice a day he gets rid of my empty bottles. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bitch is <laughs> doing some drinking. That, that's what it's that's what you sounded like. <laughs> yeah, no. Um so so yeah. Uh and I don't feel badly about saying it out loud because uh it did become a problem. We all have issues in our lives. I live a real life. I had a problem and I did something about it. Um and it hasn't been hard at all for me because I didn't drink to forget. I didn't drink to survive. I drank to sleep. And once I realized I didn't need it for that, it was so easy to put it away. Uh, I mean, you went through that whole pandemic without one drink. Yeah, I did. And being stuck in the house with you, I could have used a whole fucking quart. I'm sure. All right, here we go. Drunkest 
states in America. Number one. Okay. Well, you'll never get it. Uh, Kentucky. It's not what you'd think. Yeah, you can go Florida, Kentucky, of course. Number one. Well, Kentucky's where the bourbon comes from, so I was thinking. But here's what's crazy. <laughs> I've always loved this. Uh, we toured, I guess it was just Linda and I. Uh, we toured the Jack Daniels Distillery, which is in Lynchburg, Tennessee. The, the, the plant where they make Jack Daniels whiskey. Get this. You can go and watch how they do it and see it, but you can't sample it because Lynchburg is a dry yeah. county. Yeah. It's hysterical to me. You can't drink Jack Daniels on the grounds where they make it. But number one state, New Hampshire. Why? There's nothing to fucking do. <laughs> it's New Hampshire. Number two, makes sense. Oh, yeah. Washington, D.C., a lot of stress there. Yeah. Delaware, nothing to do. Okay. This makes sense. Nevada, Vegas. Oh, yeah. And North Dakota. And there you go. All right, we're late. Been fucking around. Just turn the music down because I think I might be able to squeeze these names in the chicken today. So on six two, Stalker Cook Kirk, Stalker Kirk turned fifty. On um, July first, Ryan turned thirty one. Seven two, which is today, Sandy A from mm. Bakersfield is turning forty seven. On seven four, Jesus. the fourth of July. Mark Barrett from Lake Hughes, California, will be turning 52. And Kathy Murkowski will be turning 62 from Torrance. And on 7-7, Renee Hernandez will be turning 56. So this is one, two, three, four, six. Uh, I, I don't think I'll make it. Nor do I. It's uh, the Sandys and the Kathys and... Uh, it's not the it. Renee's. No, it's not that's, it. the... that's not the reason. You have no timing. You just have none. I mean, we can try it, and then I'll pause it. But you, you just don't know when to come in, and then you don't feel the music coming, the, the 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 squawking at the thing, and you miss it because you don't have the timing. Let's walk. All right. Let's just see. How dare you talk to me like that when I went card today? <laughs> you. Uh, do not talk to me like that. Check it out. All right, let me know when you're ready. <clears throat> now I'm nervous. Okay. Mm. You want me to give you something to be nervous about? No. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Kirk, Ryan, Sandy, Mark, Kathy, Renee. Happy birthday, everybody. That, gonna, that scared the hell out of Red. Yeah. 
Uh, his name's Walker. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm not going to bring up the fact that you stepped on it. I didn't step on nothing. As I said, I'm not going to bring it up. Shut up. Shut what up? I didn't bring it up. I did it. Everybody's out there going, yeah, she did. She stepped on it. She sure did. Oh, I thought you had something to say. No, I was ringing the bell. Oh, you raised your hand. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else. Uh, well, happy 4th of July, everybody. Stay safe. Yeah. And make sure your dogs are safe. Yeah, look, there's reason for celebration. We're not locked down. As Linda said, do be safe, but have a great one. Get out there and fuck it up. was a very good boy today. He was. May have to let him stay down here. All right, folks, go. Have a great fourth. We will see you back next week. Bye, y'all. I'm a cheese whore There's nothing better than coming home To some mac and cheese all alone on your own I want more Kick it I want more It's time for me to go on and on About the best kind of cheese Cheddarella cheese not only is it mozzarella, but it's also cheddar, and that's much better. I can't get enough of its wonderful greatness, but pardon me, I wouldn't want to disgrace it. Everyone should enjoy this cheese, cause it's two cheese and the size of one cheese. I want more. Straight up. I want more. So good when it's warm on toast But enough of that, I wouldn't want to boast Anyway you put it, it's always great So eat some cheese, cause it's never too late I want more Yeah I want more So it's summery, I told you I like cheese Cause it's nothing better in making me pleased As you go through life, you'll remember the second And if you don't, you'll think that I'm just playing Cheese is good, cheese is great And by the end of the song, there will be no mistake I want more Cheese! Cheese! You know it Cheese! Yeah!
Bitch! <laughs>